My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's U.S. Open recap edition of Fairway Rolling presented, as always, by Callaway Golf Maker of the Epic Flash Driver. The Epic Flash Driver in the hands of none other than big game hunter Xander Shoffley. Another top five finish in a major for Xander. He loves the Epic Flash Sub-Zero. He won with it the first time he played with it, the Century Tournament of Champions back in January. He's still hitting bombs. He's hitting Phil Mickelson bombs with it. This driver... uh featuring flash face technology that was created with artificial intelligence and machine learning to help promote faster ball speeds for more distance. The Epic Flash driver continues to have the most wins of any driver model across all the major worldwide tours this year. And Callaway is the number one driver brand across the major worldwide tours this year. This episode of Fairway Rolling also brought to you by Destination Kohler in Kohler, Wisconsin, home of Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run. Ranked by Golf Digest, Destination Kohler has four of the top 100 public courses in the United States, and it will also host the 2020 Ryder Cup. That's right around the corner. Imagine summer on Lake Michigan in the land of beer and cheese. You get your rounds of championship golf and your ice-cold beverages, plus the delicious deep-fried Wisconsin cheese curds. It's time to get rolling to DestinationKohler.com to book your package today. That's DestinationKohler.com. All right, everybody. This is U.S. Open Recap Edition of Fairway Road. And my man Verno is on. We are ready to break this whole thing down. Incredible performance by Gary Woodland. 
holding off Brooks Kepka. Brooks was coming. But Gary, all credit to him. What an incredible performance. Let's get on that first tee with Chris Vernon. We're ready to break this thing down. Let's do it. All right, Verno. Let's do this. It was an unbelievable U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka gave us a thrill through the whole thing, but you got to tip your, your cap to Gary Woodland. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. That was unbelievable. I I must tell you, I he won me over by the end. By the time he nailed that putt on 18, turns to the crowd, raises his arms in exultation and does the fist pump, I was like, you know what? I'm happy he won. I wasn't, I mean, look, in the end, I thought, and you and I were texting through this, he's going to fall apart. And they're all going to fall apart. And I kept thinking at the first seven holes, if Kepka starts on fire, they're going to look at that leaderboard and see that that lead's been whittled down and they are going to crumble. And not only did this guy not crumble, he came up with huge stones over and over again. When he pulled out that wood on 14 and went to the pin from 261 away and stroked it, and then obviously 17, he's in a terrible spot. And to get that chip right up. Now, I thought he, I thought he jarred it. I'm not kidding. On 17. It was and, rolling right. It was rolling right to I the mean, hole. I mean, it was rolling right to the hole. You know, that's one of those where, look, I had Kepka to win, uh, especially we, we had talked about him a lot, certainly. Of course, he beat the shit out of Rory, which we expected. Knew but, that. Uh, so, yeah, that was easy. Um, but, I mean, look, I, I like the, the history of it all. I liked him winning three times. I liked him uh, doing the most masterful job of hiding the dip in his lip for 18 <laughs> holes. <laughs> Uh, it's a world class, world class lower lip, world class, world class. Um, but look down the stretch, Kepka didn't make. Uh, he didn't hit the fairway. He couldn't hit the fairway. You're just not going to have shots at birdies. And you know they replayed. They replayed that 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 putt on 18. Yep. I mean that's a centimeter. That is I, a centimeter yeah. that that turned right at the end. And so look. Gary Woodland, like, mega deserves this. I have absolutely no issues with Woodland as a guy, a golfer, nothing. Like, some of these guys, I end up actively rooting against them. I'm like, this nerd, or, like, I don't like him, or he seems boring, or whatever else. Like, Gary Woodland, like, he was a fantastic basketball player. He grew up playing basketball and baseball. And, I mean, you know, obviously I've heard the stories of him many times he was like a real athlete um and he and still ended, looks and like ended it. up becoming yeah and ended up becoming you know an outstanding golfer and to have him do what he did he was awesome all week and i honestly house i thought that putter is going to cool off and it didn't cool off at the very end i mean he's no. on 18 it's 18 with the chance to win it like how many like how many putts is this guy gonna make he was just on fire all weekend so that's a deserving champion and if, if brooks kepka was going to lose this thing um that guy stood right in the face of it never crumbled hit massive shots and i'm happy for the guy yeah so you know a few things that, that you uh 
mention that I want to touch on. First off, how about the fact that we had the first place and second place in the U.S. Open? Two athletes like Brooks Kepka. Yeah. He, if he had his druthers, he'd be playing baseball. And you know, yeah. Woodland played ba- basketball for as long as he could play. He wanted to play D one basketball. Uh, just wasn't quite good enough to get there. But uh, you know, a couple of athletes out there. You know, two two guys uh, again, once again, with the reputation of being you know enormous off the tee. Two of the longest hitters on tour. But you know, we we uh, properly assessed that you know uh, Pebble doesn't give many opportunities for a bomber to take advantage. You mentioned the three wood that Woodland hit on fourteen. That to me was the shot of, of the tournament. I mean, 17 is going to go down in the annals of major history because of what was on the line, the, 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 the significance of the moment, that chip that he made on the, from the green on 17. And he said that he'd had that chip earlier in the week, so he'd had a little experience with it. But that will go down. We will all see that. No, that was you know kind of the moment where things could have gone way off the rails, and he, he, he clinched it. But to me... The, the stones, the sheer audacity to pull out that three wood from 260 on 14 <laughs> and carry the bunker the way that he did. And then he, it wasn't even uh, an easy chip. He chipped right on uh, and, then, and then made the putt. I mean, here's the thing. It took a, a bad mother effer to beat a bad mother effer, right? So this is why I think you, your point about, you know, how he, how he resonates this is this is what we want out of our major champions. We want guys that go out and grab the title. We don't want guys, you know, backing their way in or you know, uh, uh, coming through, you know, th- three rounds and then falling apart and then hanging on for for, for dear life. That is kind of what happened with with Brooks at Bethpage, but then he 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 uh, corrected uh, the, the 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 ship and and he saved you know his victory. At Beth Page, but you know he he went out and grabbed Beth Page by the by the throat and and you know shook it uh, all the way until DJ you know got off his back. Um, Gary Woodland just did the exact same thing, and and this is a, a little nugget that I want to share with you. We have to put this in the memory banks for next year. Seven of the last ten U.S. Open winners were either in 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 first place alone or tied for first uh, through through the second round. So next year, Berno, let's remember Friday night, who's in first. Let's live bet that shit and just go ahead and have a little <laughs> bit, cover off the exposure. I mean, 70% likelihood. It feels like a trend to me. Let's cover it. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, happy Father's Day, buddy. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you also. This this was perfect. I, uh, I played early this morning. I mean, this yes. U.S. Open being at prime time was the absolute greatest thing ever because I had a 10.44 tee time, I believe it was. Oh, played man. it in three and a half hours. Went yep. three, played it in three and a half hours and was back home. But, uh, I think Tiger had played two holes or something like that, maybe, by the time I had gotten back home and I had an hour or an hour and a half to spare before any of the final groups were going to tee off. So that was unbelievable. Just one point on the Woodland thing too. You know, there's a fine line between the being stupid and having stones, right? And so a lot of times, 
if it, if you, and, and you know what the difference is? The difference is delivery. That's right? it. Like execution. So when Andre Igwood, when Andre Iguodala or Draymond Green takes a wide ass open three and they make it, look at the stones. These guys are gamers, right? If they miss it, it's like, what the hell are they doing shooting that? Right? Steph Curry's on the team. Clay Thompson's on the team. And same thing goes with Gary Woodland. He's 263 up a hill, pulls out a three wood. You know, if he throws it in the shit, <laughs> you know, we're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, yeah. it's like, all you all you have to do is not f up, you know what I mean? Like you're you're way too brash pulling out that three wood. But if you deliver, you're legendary. You're legendary, and so and he, he did. He did. He delivered. Well, I, I mentioned the Father's Day thing because they on the broadcast today, and I want to talk about the broadcast a little bit. Get your reaction. But on the broadcast today, they shared a story about you know he uh, he has a little boy. But his wife in 2017 was pregnant with twins, and they lost one of the twins. The boy survived, and he's healthy, thriving. And they mentioned on the broadcast that his wife uh, is right now pregnant with with another set of twins. They're expecting, I think, in the early fall. If I had known that nugget on Father's Day, that would have, I mean, that would have helped me understand the way that the cosmos were going to align themselves. I mean, Kepka's out. He's a he's a swinging Johnson. He's just doing his thing. He's got that girlfriend. <laughs> she she wants to be in every picture. She wants to be on every uh, you know telecast. She's chasing that that the, the, his rear end. She wanted to make sure she got her kiss for the U.S. Open. But he, you know, I want a, a guy with kids and a story having to do with his kids on Father's Day. That's a nugget that I need to know uh, coming into the event. Well, and I don't know if you saw that the. Uh, I, who was it that retweeted it? The uh, oh, it was the, the no laying up guys, the podcast guys. Yeah, I retweeted. Know. I I guess somebody sent them. It was the Arthur meme with the fist clenched up. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I saw that come across, and it said Jim Nance sitting at home thinking Joe Buck's waiting too long to name all family members. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Oh, <laughs> that made great. me laugh so hard. But yeah, no. Hey, how about Gary Woodland? The shocking one. Wouldn't you think dad gets first hug? But that, I would have, hey, there's another bet I would have lost. <laughs> to go hug. along with all the other ones we had? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have bet Gary Woodland's dad gets the first hug off the green. Nope, mom still wins. Hey, even on Father's Day. But that's the right role. Mom always gets the first hug. Dad knows that the hug will be there. Not to further defecate on us, Gary Woodland was eighty to one. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Here, how about this? Let's just go through it right now. At the beginning of the week last week, I had you on. We talked it through. I had a bunch of other guests on. I went on a, a show uh, the the prior week, all previewing the U.S. Open and coming into the week because of the moment that we were in in terms of like how competitive. The tour is and how great the guys are and all the performances out of the top names. I expressed heavy skepticism around the idea that we would get a guy coming from out of the blue and that we would get somebody, you know, as a, even a first time winner. Now, there were a couple names on my list that were going to be potentially first time winners. I, I bet on Patrick Cantley. I expected a whole lot more out of him. 
Uh, I bet on, uh, I had a little touch, a little taste on Kuchar to top 10. He, speaking of defecate, he threw that away in the first five holes. But it just felt oh, like, Michael. it felt like, uh, you know, there were about 12 guys who really had a legit chance to come on out and grab this thing. And you just got to give it to, to, to Woodland. Now, you know, he did things that are not his strong suit. They mentioned on the broadcast and, and, and our, our boy, uh, Justin Ray, uh, from the 15th club also, uh, tweeted this Woodland entered. We, we had the analytics correct. Verno. We knew that we need guys that are going to be good at hitting the greens in regulation. And we need guys that are good in scrambling. Well, Gary Woodland came into this event, 169th in scrambling. But I'll be goddamned if he didn't come out and scramble his ass off. He went 16 for 20 for for the tournament. He was 88 percent through the first three rounds. He led the 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 uh, entire field in scrambling this week, and he was he ended up tied for first in greens and regulation today, 83 percent, and he was second for the tournament, 72 percent greens and regulation, behind only Brooks Kepka, who was 75 percent greens and regulation through the whole tournament. So, you know, Woodland did the things that, that Pebble requires you to do. He also seemed like, I mean, it felt like he made two miles of putts. I don't know what the official numbers are in terms of the, 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 the feet uh, of putts made over the course of, of the four rounds. But good God, he was making putts from everywhere. So, you know. Uh, everywhere. On the one hand, he, he did come out of the blue, but he came out of the blue and did, did the things that, that, that were required. We also got a couple other things right. We thought that there was a, an opportunity for some low scoring. Uh, you know, this is the second lowest score in the history of the U.S. Open, the lowest score being the, the score that Brooks Koepka uh, uh, accumulated out at Aaron Hills. And uh, my, my man, Gary Woodland, outscored Tiger by one, Tiger had 12 under in 2000. Gary Woodland's birdie on 18 brings him to, to 13 under, you know, uh, setting the, 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 the Pebble Beach U.S. Open record. So he, he did the things that we anticipated. He went out and grabbed the golf tournament. He scored all, all over the place. He took what the golf course was giving. It just, he wasn't the guy... Who the analytics, you know, you're looking at the data coming into this. There weren't any like real strong signs that this was, you know, in in, in his uh, in his wheelhouse. But this is the this is the point, right? The tour is so good. These guys are so good. They come in, they see something that they like, something clicks for a week, and they're off and running, and it works the whole week long. Yeah. As always, Verno, today's show presented by our pals at Callaway Golf, makers of the Chrome Soft Truviz. Golf balls currently available. You might have missed the opportunity to share some of these golf balls as Father's Day presents, but there's still tons of time in the golf season. It's still the beginning of the golf season. You have all summer long to enjoy the Truviz in two brand new patterns. One is an updated version of the Stars and Stripes. Get yourself some of those and go out and play right around 4th of July week. That's a perfect one. Every Callaway staffer on the range at Pebble this week was hitting these beautiful Stars and Stripes balls. There's a lot of uh, pictures of this at CallawayGolf.com. Also, an incredible super limited run of a version of the Truviz called Suits, which refers to card suits. 
So if you're a person that enjoys playing some cards or counts on cards to to play uh, an important role in, in your life, you got the aces, the diamonds, the clubs, and the spades. If you buy a dozen, you get a sleeve of each of those. Available right now at CallawayGolf.com. These are chrome soft golf balls, which means tour-proven distance and performance with unparalleled feel. Available in these TrueViz patterns right now at CallawayGolf.com. The other thing is that you know golf analytics has become a big deal recently. It is still in its utter infancy. Right? Great point. And Great so point. we are we we are we are so given and it will become it will become more and more refined. It will become better at predicting um future you know uh future goals, but for right now it's hard. It's hard because it's it's still now it will be very good because much like baseball, it's given to the individual, right? You are not necessarily you are not dependent upon the others um that being said it is so intensely mental and we know that if a guy you, you see so many of these guys where you know how that like athletes will say like the hell with the analytics right because yeah. they're sitting there going i know what it feels like it's, it's like when, when 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 an analytics guy will tell a basketball player there's no such thing as being hot or there's no such thing as momentum. Like, what are you talking about? Right? Like sometimes the goal feels huge. Sometimes I feel like I can make every shot I take and it's a confidence thing. And there is no measure of that. Well, you and I both know you get out on a golf course. I mean, you shank one into the trees, and then you're hitting amongst the trees. Like you may be messed up for five holes. Now, obviously that's not the case on the highest level as much as it is with the weekend hackers, but it still exists. And there's a lot of these guys that once they get rocking, they get rocking and then they've got their confidence. And then every time they're standing up at the tee, they just feel like I can do this. You know, you, it, well, some days you feel good. You know, every shot you hit, I feel like I could put it in the fairway. I feel like I could pull out this three wood and hit this thing straight that's a confidence thing and and there is no there is no measure of that and i'll just say that like this woodland guy it he is a perfect example of us trying to figure out things numbers wise um and then and then him crapping all over it and the other thing oh, the, I, regarding the tiger thing though this is a much different 13 than tiger's 12 because of oh. the conditions uh, absolutely. Of, yes. You know, yes. The I, distance, the di- I mean, they never got wind there, which was no. crazy. Yeah. They never got like, did you ever this entire four days? It never seemed like conditions were a factor at all. It was never like, oh man, he's hitting into the swirling wind or the, you know, this is coming off the ocean or whatever, or the, you know, it's soft because it rained last night or nothing, nothing. It was perfect all weekend. It was literally perfect condition. That's the whole defense with the golf course is is the wind. In fact, we didn't get it, and I I'm glad you um, made that that point. I mean, I all I was intending to do with Woodland is demonstrate, yeah. you know, that 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 he he had a high level Listen, uh, of achievement. We didn't think 13 was going to win that. No, no way. No, no, definitely no, not. No, no. If you would have told me Brooks Kepka 
shot 10 under, I would have told you he won by at least two strokes. <laughs> well, the, 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 the thing is, and speaking of, of Kepka, here is a couple of aspects that ended up separating these guys. Uh, how many birdies do you think Brooks Kepka had on the back nine on the par fives through, through over the course of the tournament? So the two par fives are 14 and 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually know this. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I know this. Because <laughs> Lord knows I wanted, I was rooting for Eagles, and he never got a birdie. He never did it. He never did it. Zero birdies on the back nine out of Brooks Kepka through the four rounds of the U.S. Open. And he is, you know, I don't know. I don't have on it in five. front of me where I can pu pu pull it up, but he is among the very tops in, in all of professional golf at par five scoring with, with good reason, the combination of power and accuracy. And for him to leave, to me, that's leaving eight strokes out there. You know what I mean? That's that's eight opportunities. Holy hell on that three iron on 18. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was feeling I juicy? Mean, that, that is a murdered ball. Murder. Is there any I mean, way what, hey, we could have talked him into swinging four iron there? Do you think that, that you know, they they could have, like, just go through it and, like, bounce it short and have it roll up? I, I, I would never second guess the decision-making between Brooks and his caddy. It was interesting because he said, um, he told Joe Klatt after the round, the decision was between four or was between three and four. Yep. And it was just an in-between distance. And we felt like four wasn't going to get there. And so obviously you try to flush a three, but the three was obviously too much and that you, you know what we need to get to this you said i would never question this caddy well whose caddy would you question because <laughs> i've got at least oh i don't know I, i've got at least 10 to 20 expletives on my phone right now regarding one caddy that was wow. of a uh elite level player in this tournament who, who could it be house it's it's not fair and let, we're at the point now in this uh, U.S. Open recap where we're going to go. We've done a lot of superlatives for Brooks and, and for uh, and for Woodland, properly giving out some accolades. We're going in the other direction now. We're going to talk about some guys who disappointed us, Verno. And leading off, I mean, what the F was going on with Dustin Johnson? Where was DJ? I think, you know, we could do the, they were there. I saw a lot of the terrific uh, Photoshopping of the Brooks was here all over Pebble Beach, you know, especially on that front nine, the, the Brooks was here with a sign with the, I mean, kudos, kudos to the internet. It, there were a lot of beautiful artistic renditions of Brooks was here. What I want is, is an explanation for where the hell was DJ and, ha and this is the thing, Verno. He started off the, the day two under, and we saw so you, over the course of the day, the score, the low score for the day was 66, six under. So we know that, that the golf course was given out, you know, some opportunities out there. And, you know, D DJ uh, coming in, he, he really was just scratching the, the, the entire uh, tournament, 71, 69, 71. So he was, he, he arrived, you know, just a little under par, but we've seen DJ on Sundays before 
come out and and go crazy. He did it at Bethpage. This this was not going to be the case for some reason at this event. And he came out with with a bogey on number two, which I, I you know two is hard, two is impossible. I think two is going to go you know over the course of of the entire um, uh, PGA Tour this year. To, two will show up as one of the hardest uh, holes they played the entire year on, on on tour. They go up to number four, and he pulls out a driver. Now number four is a three hundred twenty four yard. Uh, you know, sl- uphill, uh, you know, room off to the left, uh, so gettable par four. But everybody who was scoring on this thing was going up there with max three wood at the very most three wood. So DJ gets up there, pulls out driver and smacks it right off the cliff. What is going on <laughs> in this place? I mean, he, 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 he double bogeys. I mean, we, we, I can't keep having these major recaps where we have these conversations where the tournament is still sort of out there for him. He could do something meaningful. And then, and I, I'm not killing his brother, right? This is something going on with, with him uh, and his brother in terms of their communication and the decision-making, but you know, that the thing to do in that instance, you cannot under any circumstances have a score worse than par on this hole. And he smacks it, you know, into the Pacific. So, so double bogey, the tournament's over for DJ. That's it. And he scuffled, you know, through, through the rest of the thing. He shot two over on the front and he shot one over on the back. That ain't getting it done, buddy. Now, look, he, maybe Claude Harmon who he, he parted ways with, you know, a week ago, 10 days ago, is, is looking and saying, you know, just shaking his head. Uh, DJ's still doing, sending his videotape o- over to Claude's father, Butch. But, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. His track record at Pebble was, you know, rivals that of Tiger. He has an incredible track record at Pebble, but he never got it going. He couldn't make any putts. Uh, the the whole week. Now he was burning edges Thursday, and he was burning edges Friday, and it felt like there was a low round in him the entire week. But you know, didn't didn't see shit out of DJ. What did you think? I totally thought I even te- regretfully texted my buddy uh, as he is winding up his third round. I texted him and I said, "This dude is going to be heard from tomorrow," because he. I thought. He's right there. He's got a chance. Like he's he's close, and he's gonna lock in, and he's gonna be heard from on Sunday. So obviously, a colossal disappointment. Look, the two that were disappointing for sure to me, because I thought they were gonna be heard from, and I thought they were gonna be great. Was DJ coming into this fourth round? Because I still thought, okay, he you look, you could. If, if he posts a 66, he's there. He's up on the leaderboard at least, right? I mean, he's yeah. still getting a top whatever. He's getting like a top 30 finish, but that's way underwhelming. And the other one was our boy Eldrick broke my heart with the way he started today. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, yeah. the first seven you can score, he was terrible. He was terrible. terrible. I think he was yeah. four over. Four over. I mean, you got if you would. 
I don't I don't know how much I would have bet that if you if you told me first six holes over under Tiger Woods fourth round today. Yeah. And you would have said if you would have said minus three, I would have at least thought about it. I know he had not been locked in, but now it's it's Tiger time. It's the last round. You can score. It's good scoring conditions on that on that first part of the course. And and then how about this? He goes on this friggin' birdie brigade in the second half, but at that point, everybody's already started. We didn't even get to see any of it. I know. He, Nothing. after going, he, he, he was, was like, go look at his scorecard. It's like, birdie, I know. birdie, 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 birdie. And, and they didn't even show him. Like we weren't he, even seeing his shot. He was four over through the first six holes. And then he was six under. He, he went bogey, bogey, par, par, bogey, bogey, then birdie, birdie. So he finished in, in 37 on the front. And then he, he birdied four more times between 13 and 18. And all we saw was the putt on on eighteen. Now I guess it's it's, it. it's sort of it's fair enough, you know, because he's completely out of contention. Out of but he bit. he did shoot, you know, the the single most prominent major round of golf, major tournament p- performance in the history of golf at this venue, and he's back at it, you know, after being off of, laid off of golf for a little while. It would have been nice to have seen a little bit more, but you well, know, and he won the Masters. He won, yeah. won the Masters, so it's not exactly like he's not relevant. I mean, he would, I think he ends up what T twenty one. T twenty one in this. One. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, and I, I, I had some guys in that in the top twenty. I had some top twenty bets. I don't know who knocked my everybody out of it. Everybody at two under was hanging in there at at twentieth, and then all of a sudden they all got pushed down. I'm not sure who did it to them, but I'm going to pick that person out well, and put a hex put a hex on them because it cost me <laughs> some money. It was a bad start. And then obviously he had to rally to get the number that he did, but he put himself out. The other thing is, by the way, and this is what I do. This this is one of the reasons I I uh, also have become a fan of Kepka. The dude plays faster than hell. They oh, didn't have incredible! Time. They didn't have time to show anybody else. It's like they're bouncing from him to Woodland to Justin Rose fucking up, and then they go back, and it's like, dude, how about this? That Chase Reavy. He's like what third, I think, or he's got a top five. Yeah, you know, tied for third. Dad, yeah, if I'm his dad, I'm like my boy just tied for third at the U.S. Open, and I think I saw two shots. <laughs> I don't. They didn't show him till <laughs> there was a, on the back nine. I don't remember what hole it was, but it was like you know, not even till like the thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth hole. We even saw the man. It's incredible. I didn't even know. And the crazy thing is. I did not. I didn't even know who exactly was in Kepka's group, unless <laughs> who he's paired with. I, no, no, no. I take that back. I knew because of the matchup bet. Yeah, right. That was, that was it. He was like, right. he was like minus one fifty five against Reevy. Come on, get out of my face. Yeah. Pay <laughs> so, the odds. But, Pay the odds. Uh, okay, but I did forget because you didn't see any of the other guys' shots, so I forgot he was playing with until I saw. Uh, that tweet that came out that said on the 12th hole, you know, when they were all like standing around and they had to wait forever because of the Louis Uthuzen thing. Yeah, yeah. Shanky Usti Usti. 
Yeah, and so did you did you see that one where they were saying that they were uh um it, it said in case you were worried about Brooks Kepka's uh nerves of trying <laughs> to win a third US Open <laughs> champion, this time at the twelfth tee has been spent with Kepka and Re- uh Reavy comparing tobacco products. <laughs> that was spectacular. I who who authored yeah, that? I saw it. That it was an all timer. It was a great one. It, it, it was a CB, CBS. Uh, Kyle. Oh, um, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Porter. Kyle Porter. Right. That's what it was. Yeah, Kyle Porter. Terrific. A plus. A plus. Tweet. Kyle Porter. Shout out, Kyle Porter. Yeah, best reporting ever. I don't know whether that was true or not. I thought it was. He made it up. I thought it was a joke. But either way, it whether it was matter. true, or, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. A A plus. A A plus. Tweet. All right, quick break. I want to tell you a little bit about Golf Digest Schools. Do you want to take your game to the next level? You're halfway there by listening to this podcast, so well done. Check out the new Golf Digest Schools. They're offering more than 350 classes on every part of the game, all from golf's leading teachers, from Butch Harmon to David Ledbetter to Jim McClain. These are not quick tips that you can just go look up on YouTube. You're getting from power to putting, from breaking 100 to breaking par. No video program gives you more opportunity to take your game to the next level just as if you were working with your own personal pro. With Golf Digest Schools, you can indeed work with your own personal pro. You send them a video of your swing, and Golf Digest Schools will have it analyzed by a qualified instructor uh, or... You can follow some fitness programs that are available in Golf Digest Schools to get yourself in best golf shape. Help yourself with that turn. It's not, don't take your hands and put them up over your head. Get a shoulder turn. It's like having the best minds in golf at your disposal, wherever you go, on your phone, laptop, or TV screen to sign up for Golf Digest Schools. Maybe you want to give it as a belated Father's Day gift this week. You go to Golf digest.com slash all access and use promo code fairway to get 30% off an annual subscription. That's a great deal. Golfdigest.com slash all access promo code fairway. Get yourself 30% off right away. Also quick word from our pals at zip recruiter. What if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now, Zip Recruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the Zip Recruiter Job Search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work. The Zip Recruiter app finds jobs you will like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, Zip Recruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder Zip Recruiter's the number one rated job search app. Fairway rolling listeners should download the free Zip Recruiter job search app today and let that power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free Zip Recruiter job search app, the sooner it helps you find a better job. Let's talk about a couple guys that we were impressed with. I want to start with the X-Man, 
I mean, he just keeps doing it, Verno. Shame on oh, me boo, for 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 boo. sleeping on him. No, no. Why? Why? Boo. Why? What's the boo? What are we booing at? I just because my love. Uh, because I feel. You know what I feel like? I feel like the guy who like uh, he dumps the girl, and then she shows back up at the party, and she's got like a guy that's infinitely better looking than you, and you're like, oh <laughs> shoot. You know, I should have never, I should have never, I should have never left her. And, That's right. And it's exactly how I feel because I was so bad at Xander over the yeah. PGA. You remember? I know. He, I know. I he finished him. with five I straight had, bogeys. I literally, I literally had him. The bet was 18th or better. Yeah. That's the bet. I and know. And he bogeyed every hole Coming to get in. 19th. Yeah, the last he did four that. holes to get, and I said, you know what? Just like the hot girl, I said, I'm, I can't, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. The T, the 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 nineteenth or better, or the eighteenth or better, and you getting nineteenth. That was you, you ripped my heart out, man. And that so one hurts. I kind of bailed. I I will tell you this. I did take it today over Adam Scott because I don't respect long putters. I, I I mean, this is the mistake, you know, I looked at some of the stats coming into, uh, the, the, in the, in the morning coming into this fourth round to see what guys were hitting the ball good and what, you know, whether there was, there was any advantage in the matchups and, uh, Adam Scott was hitting the ball damn good, um, through the week and, and Xander was hanging in there with his putter. Um, he, he, he putted extraordinarily well over the course of the week. And I was like, you know what, at some point. The putter is going to go quiet. In fact, that's exactly what happened to to Justin Rose. You know, if you're gonna if you're slapping it a little bit, it's it's tough to to you know correct that uh, and 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 then just count on that hot putter to carry you through it. So I put a small taste on Adam Scott. Immediately regretted it. Of course, I lost it. <laughs> he, he hit it out of bounds on thirteen. I guess I, I guess though so this is the I guess this is continuing my analogy, right? So, ran into Xander last night at a party. <laughs> Ended up hooking up. Yeah. Maybe we might get back together now. Hey, we might. Might. That's exactly we might right. Get, we might, hey, we might get back because we did just have, we had a really good day today. We had a really good day, Xander. Well, you so, know who who, you who else I'm, I'm getting back together with? Who? John Rahm. John Rahm. Oh, I actually, no. not Tommy, I actually, hey, hey, not Tommy Fleetwood. Well, we can that do that. We can, that'll be easy. Let's go ahead and just, we're going to do this for every major. We're fading the F boys until one of them does something that's worth a shit. Uh, Finau <laughs> missed the cut. Fleetwood came yep. into the weekend, shot 73, 73. And, 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 and Ricky, God bless him. 66 on, on, uh, uh, on Thursday, never to be heard from again. I don't even recall. Did they show him once today? He shot 66, 77, 71, 72, you know, plus two for the tournament. Just, we're just going to keep fading the F boys. Wow. That ought to be a, you know, a way to, I want uh, to get in touch with our friends at Westgate and come up with a, with a fade the F boys parlay. There's got to be a way, you know, like, set the threshold for, for them not finishing, like finishing outside the top 10, all three of them. It's just start betting that parlay every damn week. I mean, every damn major. 
because they they these are not serious dudes. I, can we keep hearing <laughs> this is a, this will, could be the one Fleetwood? You know his 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 uh, statistics are so good. He plays the U.S. Open. Look at his U.S. Open finishes. Come on now, why are we talking about Tommy Fleetwood <laughs> anymore? So we're we're not we're fading the F boys. But John Rom, John Rom, God bless him. And this is why I bet him. I bet him the top ten. He is an all or nothing. He's played. He coming into this event. He'd played in six majors. He had three top tens and three missed cuts. And I went ahead and played on him this week because he has a really good uh, uh, record in in California. He plays he plays these California courses uh, well for some reason. Two wins, six top ten finishes, a scoring average in California under 69 so i was like yeah that's worth you know that's worth 100 bucks let me just see what happens here with john ron i got him at plus 250 so two and a half to one that's a that's that's a small winner that's a small winner on the card there are a lot of giant losers out there but that's a small winner and and you know john rom continues to uh uh make himself relevant he deserves to be in the major uh you know winner uh conversation 68 today you know, three under that, that's, that's plenty, uh, uh, competitive and, and, you know, another top five finish in, in a major for John Rom. So he's back on my good list. All right. Uh, all right. On my bad list, all these DraftKings bums, Luke list, uh, oh, no. Kim, those two, those two guys I went with the caddy stuff for boo to them. They suck. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> Vegas crumpled. Completely yeah. crumbled. He was doing good and then just totally crumbled. But a massive shout out. The lowest price of the guy, uh, the, my lowest price guy on DraftKings, even though I got absolutely drilled. There's like a big group that I'm a part of. And it's like, they, I think they just take my $20 donation every time. Um, <laughs> because I'm never, I'm never, I'm never even in the running. I, I have a hard time with that. I've got to figure this out. I've got to do more studying on the daily fantasy. I gotta, I gotta start. I see this uh, Patrick Mayo retweeting like a thousand guys that won like hell, and I, I see know. all these guys. Just, all these guys are like re, they're retweeting all these like massive wins, and I'm like, why am I? Why? Why am I sitting around with freaking Luke List? Um, anyway, <laughs> the, the massive shout out goes to, and I text you over the weekend. I love Hovland. I love it. Yeah, I know. I love the swinging Pete Oklahoma State logo. Yes. I love, uh, I saw somebody called him, uh, said he looked like a a stoned Rory. (laughs) (laughs) He's always, he's like always friggin' smiling. He is Um, always smiling. I, I love the guy. I love him. And he's good. Jesus Christ, he's good. Yeah, giant nuts sixty seven today. I I I had him on my list. He was on my card to play as top amateur because I was at, in Pebble Beach last August walking. Uh, uh, you know the first cu- couple portions of the U.S. Amateur, which he won at Pebble Beach, and watched him a little bit. And he hits the ball a mile, and he's got great accuracy. And I just never got around to getting. I didn't get it in on time. But I sh- I could have hey, done a- I should have live bet something with him because he that was some- a hell of a performance. I'm glad you brought that up because this is going to be useful to everybody that's out there because I I guarantee you there's thousands of guys that had this conversation today. So now I get to ask somebody that could actually really know. Okay, so me and all my buddies we were like, dude, we have to do this. 
like one time we got to go do this. So like plan a trip and just go out there and play it. Um, I, I said that I think I could par the hundred yarder. The, I could par the part three. I was unsure of any other hole, any other hole. I'm not sure of. I think I could par that hundred yarder down the hill. I know that the depth perception's off, but that's the one I think I could par. But here's the big question. Everybody, if you like look it up on the web, it's like 495, but like you got to stay there um, at the thing. I know you've got all these connections now, but have you ever done it and like gone and done the like, I don't live in California, I'm paying and I'm going to go do this as a moment in time bucket list type thing? Do you have any idea what it actually would cost? I, I don't see how somebody like in our circumstances, I'm, I would be coming from, you know, the East coast. You're coming from, yeah. you know, kind of mid the, the Midwest a little bit. Middle. Uh, middle, middle yeah, the yeah. Middle, middle of America. That's right. Um, there is no way you're doing that trip for less than two grand. I just can't come up with the way, you know, between the airfare, between forget the, forget the flight. Like we, oh, okay. Flight. A lot oh, okay. Of, you know what I mean? What some guys have like, you know, points for business, you know, you know okay. You okay. Okay. Well, flight. if you take I'm the just, flights out I'm of it, talking about the lodging and the actual, like we want to play golf and stay there. What do you think it would cost? Just, just to, to stay there and play golf. It's, I think yeah. it's like 1100 bucks, thousand bucks, 1100 bucks, something like that. You have to stay and there at least some number of nights. I can't, may, may, maybe it's down to one night. Uh, yep. And, and play one round. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do you, you you could figure out a way to 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 figure out the accommodation. I don't remember uh, uh, all all of it, but yeah, I think it's the playing it and the staying. Um, I think right around a thousand bucks is the is the number. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that, again, when you're talking about a right, it's a, a bucket list deal. I got I yeah, need, it's a yeah, bucket I need list. to do this because because well, that is one of those where it's like you know we can't say oh. Hey, we're going to go, we need to go play Augusta one day. Like you actually can <laughs> right. go play this. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. You got to live with a little bit of planning, a little foresight. You can do it. Absolutely. It's yeah. packed all the right. time, but you know, <laughs> you, you want to say you played it and you want to hit that shot. You want to hit a T-ball uh, on six and have it go all the way down. If you crush it and then look up at the, the, the giant mountain in front of you, you can't believe there's a green sitting at the top of that thing. And the cliff is falling <laughs> off down to the, to the right. It's like, God, I please don't hit it. Right. Please don't hit it. Right. I mean, how many balls, are, you know, there are so many opportunities to just slam balls out into the ocean. Uh, eight is, it looks impossible from, uh, you know, when, when you're walking up you can't see the fairway, from the tee box. Now I did hear a good story. Uh, we had on my boy, Paul Cohurst, who was, who was a caddy at Pebble. He told a funny story, um, about, you know, when he, when he was caddy and he, he was 19 years old and started in his first week. And he, he and the other guy went up the, the fairway on, uh, no, number eight and the amateurs, uh, that they were, you know, the hackers that they were caddying for one guy hit a ball up and, and the caddy ran up to that ball and kicked it 30 yards forward. <laughs> and my boy cohort says, sir, sir, what are you doing? And, and, and he says, you know, trust me, son, it, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. And so, you know, these guys, 
that you, that you, they give you, you know, you want the whole experience to be, to be worthwhile, but you also want to have a chance. So like a normal person trying to hit that second shot on number eight, it ends up being like a 220 yard shot for us as normal human beings to a green that looks like the size of, you know, a, 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 a miniature basketball. Uh, with the way you look down on it, it's it's impossible. So I think the whole oh, karma of it, that, the whole karma of no. it, is, is 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 part of the experience. And that's the other thing about uh, today's round that what we watched in the U.S. Open is there were at least ten times where I was watching these guys, and more specifically, both Woodland and Kepka, where they hit it into what you and your friends would. Uh, likely called the ship yes. and so they're in it and it's deep. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, that is a club breaker. I would be in that for an hour, an hour. Like just I mean, hacking at the I, ball, like hacking. Like there were some of those where the lie is terrible and it's in like two foot weeds or rough that it's just buried in. And these guys were putting it on the friggin' green. And I'm like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. The Unbelievable. Save that, the save that Kepka had on two, it was really like two saves. He hit it from the hay, uh, you know, because he blasted it left to the to the to the you know front part of the of, of, of a bunker, and then you know, blasted it again from a, a terrible lie to what looked like about three feet and made the putt. Like, that's just not I, I, if, if I find that ball off the tee, I just say, oh, I'm going to write down seven. Just give me, let's just do seven. I'll try and hit it out of here. Just write down seven. That's my max. Uh, not all, And they had tough bunker shots, but both yeah. of those guys, they're strong. They're strong as an ox. Both That's of them. Right. That's both right. Of them. That's right. That's, That's how right. they got out of that. And a lesser player has even a lesser. I saw Rory hit one in that stuff earlier today. And he hit it two yards. He hit it into the bunker, which was two yards in front of it. Yeah. Like it was just like, you got to have crazy power That's to get right. it, to get it through that stuff, to get your club through it or else you're just stuck. Yeah. And th- those guys both being so strong gave them that opportunity for sure. And by the well, way, can we please take one minute? I, I, I would be remiss if we end this podcast without laughing, laughing, at the Las Vegas bookmaker that set Brooks Kepka and you rightfully asked how much you could wire me and how much we could pay, how much you could take. He somebody in their right mind posted a Brooks Kepka versus Rory McElroy matchup with plus odds at the beginning of this tournament. That happened. That really happened. It's incredible. I mean, there was, there was, you know, this is the, the power of Rory, the enthusiasm for Rory. I mean, I think Vegas ended up, Vegas had to have had a, a, a terrific day. Like they were really licking yeah. their, their, their wounds after tiger, you know, the whole world bet on tiger to win the masters. And then he won the masters that, that I think that that was an ouchie, but Woodland coming out of, out of nowhere at 80 to one and everybody hedged today against woodland like no, nobody was was everybody was jumping in anybody who wasn't on hepka on kepka got on kepka i don't think there was a lot of people jumping in on a woodland hedge um 
But you know, the, no. the, the Rory enthusiasm because of how um, lights out he was on Sunday and that fresh taste in everybody's mind that what your mind's eye sees out of Rory, it recalls that major dominance when he gets on those runs where, you know, 59 feels like a possibility. And, you know, he was uh, tied for low odds entering the week to win the tournament. And they gave out plus odds for Rory against DJ, against Tiger, and against uh, Brooks. Now, I, I again, I'm not. I'll, I'll. We already went through DJ. DJ had a chance of catching Rory today, though. There, there was definitely in the mix because Rory ended up uh, uh, five under, and and the you know at, at plus one, and DJ started the day at two under. All uh, I'll leave that alone. But Brooks was it was never in doubt. It was never in doubt with, with between Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy in this US Open. Not not at one minute did I think, oh, well, I made a mistake with this giant bet on Brooks against Rory in this matchup. Well, and I thought I think I think it was I think Kepka's odds until last night pretty well from opening bell, which was plus like seven hundred, on and then it, this is very rare. I've almost never seen this before. After round one, he was plus 700. After round two, he's plus 700. After round three, he was like plus 450, right? And But, like, I, I have no idea. Uh, the British has not been the one, you know, for Kepka. Um, no. But we will see. Um, we will see. Because this is – I saw that uh, Bill Simmons posted, you know, his last four or five majors. How about yeah. this house? This is his last, hey, this is his last nine majors. Listen to this. Second today, okay? First, second, first, 39th, first, 13th, sixth, first. That's going back. Four of nine. Yeah, yep, it is. That's four That's... of nine. He, he's won four of nine. He's had two seconds. So now six of the nine, he's either been first or second. And then the other finishes were sixth, 13th, and 39th. Yep. He has never been outside the top 40. And he has been within the top, what did I say? 13. So he's been within the top 13 in eight of the last nine majors. Six of them, he has been in the top two. Four of them, he has won. That is insanity. Insanity. Well, we're we're gonna have to bet him top ten. That goes without saying. Even if we're not feeling the you know Royal Port Rush yep. is is the next major on the calendar, and you know I'm I'm already you know I'm, I'm I, I can I hate to say it at this early stage I already crossed Tiger off the list. Uh, I I, I we'll wow. have we'll save we'll save for another day and another conversation. Um, well, and you know what we think usually, Tiger's next like best. Beat. Pete, by the way, he threw up all over himself today. Yeah, uh, that was that uh, was you know. I was so ready for him to be back. Yeah, so ready for him to be back, and then he and then, and then he's yelling at Michael. Come on, I know, man, get off Michael. Now, all that early week stuff with with Speeth, it was like, oh, forget it. I mean, I there was it was too late to <laughs> fade him. It was because he made the cut, but you know, it, it was over when he was yelling yelling at Michael. Uh, I so, thought when I thought when people were people were like jumping on him. Look, those guys are like brothers. All yes, right? yes, of those course. guys are like brothers. Every time Spieth wins, he's we this, we that. He loves yeah. that guy. 
but that was mega frustrating. That I I would tell you, I laughed my ass off. He said, <laughs> "That's two. You put me, you put me over the green on one, and in the water." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was so mad. He was he is so pretty good. Mad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, seventy six. Hey, you today, know what? Though, that's that's like you know what? It's like to me, that is like that's not like a player mistreating a caddy. That's when you know they're buddies, and that's exactly like like that's kind of why I'm always like Speed is like he wears his emotions on his sleeve. He he gets like super angry. Like who doesn't? I it's guess the relationship. The cool That's right. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, but golf is the most frustrating shit ever. <laughs> like, I, it really is. I agree. When you, when it, when things, when things don't go your way, that's how you act like a normal person does. So I've always yeah. been kind of drawn to him because I kind of feel like good or bad. It's kind of, he acts like, you know, a guy, you know. That's and right. And a guy you know would yell at it. You know, you blame your freaking caddy, <laughs> or you blame your buddy. You have the conversation with That's your right. buddy. I'm I'm between clubs. That's what right. should I hit? Oh, hit the hit the one that goes longer. And then he hits it twenty yards over the green. You son of That's a right. bitch. <laughs> well, I didn't think oh, you were going to no, flush oh, it. Hey, no, uh, my buddy. Uh, what was it last week? My buddy told me to slow my hands down. I hit the shit dead right. I said I slowed him down. <laughs> 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 exactly right that's it well i don't think you and i have any major golf in our futures other than watching we have the the open championship uh where it's a little bit we have a little bit of a breather finally between this this jam-packed schedule verno it feels like we've been cranking on majors you know it started with the the uh, players championship in march not a major but a big time tournament players augusta in april beth page in may and here we are, barely a month later, we barely catching our breath uh, with with the the U.S. Open. Now we have a little bit of a break, about a five week break here, to go ahead and and, yep. and uh, re, you know re, collect our thoughts a little bit. And and nobody knows anything about Royal Portrush as a venue hosting a major. So you know, obviously, little advantage for Rory being from Northern Ireland, little advantage for Graham McDowell. Being that that's the venue that he grew up on, um, and other than that, I don't have any any early thoughts. I'm fading Tiger because I I just you know I don't see having watched him. You know th- this Beth Page he had the excuse of being sick. This I, I'm interesting to hear. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear what uh, ultimately he, he points to as the thing that kept him from really getting going this week at the U.S. Open. But uh, I, I honestly, f- it's the one. Hey, it's the one that I actually will not mind if he would not win that one because, and I believe I'm going to get Senor House to Memphis for the first time in his life. That's the true. next week after the British it's true. in Memphis. Tiger, You're right. Tiger Woods has, has never played in Memphis, ever. The fans have never gotten to see him in the South. Wow. And this is, with the WGC event, right. they got an opportunity. He has not committed yet. But obviously, if he wins the British Open, he ain't playing nothing. So I actually kind of need him to not win the British Open. <laughs> should we? <laughs> should we do him. like? Should we do an emotional hedge? Should we bet on him to miss the cut at the British? <laughs> I mean, just, just so, so we, we can have him. Just so we so, ensure. Yeah, so we have so a, a better to improve our chances of getting him to Memphis. That's all. I like it. Yeah, right. The, uh, you know, so that you know, we got. I think I think it's thirty-two days until. 
the British something. It's about, it's about that. So that would put it at about 40 days until the World Golf Championship uh, takes place in Memphis, uh, which I got to get you here for. We're going to make it happen, Berto. I promise. Uh, uh, with a lot of things to look forward to here on Fairway Roll. And Berto, thanks for coming on for this U.S. Open recap. I'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Shout out to Gary Woodland. Thanks, Al. Shout out to Gary Woodland. All right, my friends, there we have it. Incredible performance by Gary Woodland and Brooks Kepka. The 119th edition of the U.S. Open is in the books. If you want to hear more about the outstanding performances of everyone at Pebble Beach this week, get yourself over to the Callaway Podcast Network, callawaygolf.com, and check out Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. Let's hear Johnny Miller's thoughts about the performance by Gary Woodland. He he will sit down with Chris Harrison. It'll be the second episode of Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. They talked a little bit after the PGA Championship. We're going to sit down again this week. I think the podcast with Johnny Miller will be up either tomorrow, that is the Monday after the U.S. Open, or Tuesday if uh, production gets delayed a little bit. But check out that podcast, Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. Should be up in the next 48 hours recapping this beautiful U.S. Open. Speaking of the beautiful U.S. Open, we loved it. We're so, uh, it, it, we enjoyed it so much. We're off for a couple of weeks, We're giving ourselves a break here at Fairway Rolling. We'll be back as the uh, schedule starts to heat up in advance of the, of the Open Championship. I was going to say the British Open. Nobody calls it that. Uh, no serious golf person calls it that. Well, I'm not a serious golf person. The Open Championship will be coming. We will be rolling. Until then, my friends, let's hit them straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.